This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. So maybe we could say who you are and how you have gotten into tarot as one of your tools that you use. Yeah. So I'm Nikki Renfro. I live in Chicago and I've always been super interested as many of us are into the spiritual intuition, like all the magic stuff growing up. And the first time I was introduced to any sort of like Oracle deck tarot card, I was actually at the doctor and I was getting a shot. I was a child. I don't even remember how old I was. And the nurse had brought these angel card deck, which I actually, I bought the same ones like a few years later, um, healing with the angel Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue. They're super amazing. And she did a reading for me while I was at the doctor and I was probably like eight or nine years old. And I was already like really involved in like magic things and loved getting spell books and reading about all that kind of stuff. So this is like back when borders was a thing. I remember having my parents like look up when this deck would be available for me to purchase at borders and we went and got it. And since then I've been really involved in reading cards. So the first deck I had was this Oracle cards, this angel Oracle cards. And then in, I want to say early high school, I bought the Rider Waite, which is like the traditional normal tarot deck that most people who are reading tarot know about. And I used that for a few years. And then after I graduated college, I bought the Wild Unknown, or maybe these were gifted to me. It was a while ago, but I got the Wild Unknown tarot deck, which is so beautiful. So yeah, that's just how I've got into it. And I've just continued to pull a card a day and have started looking into other spreads, like the full year spread or past, present, future, or a bunch of different spreads and have been using them over the years to give me guidance and other people guidance as well. First of all, I cannot get over the fact that you were an eight-year-old and somebody had the incredible wisdom and grace and intuition to share with you at the doctor and do like a reading <laughs> for you. That's incredible. I mean, just yeah. to think about like what, I mean, I feel like when we're on this path, like even if we don't get it the first time or the 50th time, like it's still going to happen. It's never too late to, to hop onto the path, but like, that's incredible that at eight, you were, you know, introduced to this. Yeah. I mean, I could have maybe been like 10, but I remember yeah, but being young. really, really young in elementary school. Yeah. And yeah, I just remember like, oh my God, this nurse is so cool. And <laughs> who is this lady? Um, <laughs> but then that totally sparked my joy to want to keep doing this and have my own deck and yeah, connect with my angels and stuff like that. So, so how many decks do you have all together? I have four decks. I actually okay. just got gifted one for Christmas from my husband. So Aww. it's in the mail, okay. but I have four with me. So I have the Healing with Angels Oracle deck. I have the Wild Unknown Tarot deck. I have the Rider Wake one, which I actually don't use anymore. It's, it's very traditional and almost outdated. I find I don't connect to the pictures as much. And then I also have the Wild Unknown um, Animal Spirit, okay. which I think is what I pulled with you a while ago. I think okay. I use this deck. And how do you know which one that you're going to use? Do you stick with one for like a period of time and study it and then move on to the next one? Or do you sort of mix and match and sort of use your intuition to see what you're going to do? Great question. I 
normally kind of stick with one that I'm vibing for a while, but then I will kind of switch back and forth. Like just the other day, I was like, oh, I really want to grab my animal spirit deck. And then you had posted yours and you had done your animal spirit spread. And I was like, oh yes, I want to use my animal spirit deck. So I, I just haven't yet, but I'll, I will switch back and forth. I've recently been really into tarot and wanting to really know the cards um, really, really, really well. So I've been really sticking with that one for quite a few years, but I do pull out my angel ones quite often too. So it is kind of just like whatever I'm vibing that day. Yeah. It's so funny. I was sharing with you before we recorded that, you know, you were one of the first people that I practiced with in this, this intuition program that we met each other and then within two weeks of each other, I got gifted these two animal decks, which again, mm -hmm. I was, I think I must've already been getting animal messages in my dreams and having these like animal encounters. And I had already started to look them up. And I think I had bought my animal spirit guide book. I have the Stephen Farmer book, which is mm -hmm. so incredible. It's almost like a, a dictionary or an encyclopedia of animal things. And then I got this one that the spirit animal oracle the colette baron read one which like i know a lot of i've seen that one and it's beautiful yeah. yeah and then i have this other one that's the druid animal oracle which again i didn't know anything about druid and it's like sort of these ancient traditions which is kind of cool because each card has like so many layers and elements but i've always wondered like am i doing it wrong that i go back and forth i have not gotten in any sort of a daily practice of it so yeah i'm mm -hmm. just curious to see so you said sometimes you pull one card sometimes three yeah so i think what i've been reading online since I was younger and even in like the guidebooks, so I'll say a really good way to start is to just do a one card a day. Mm -hmm. Every single morning you pull a card, you can either leave it out or you can just, you know, I always journal about it so that I can look back the next day or in a few weeks and be like, oh, what happened? How did that progress throughout the day? What energy, you know, really resonated with that card and what really did it? I find that with tarot cards, and I can't really speak for oracle cards, but I would assume that it would be the same, that the messages that you are receiving are coming from your own personal dictionary of symbolism and messages. So even though the cards are giving you or the guidebook is giving you a definition of what the cards means, it's going to have a slightly different definition for all of us that's reading. So you want to, I always want to record it so that I'm like, okay, this card, although it's associated with love, for me, when I pull this card, it's going to mean romantic love or it's going to mean X, Y, and Z based off of what actually happened that day, if that makes any sense. So when you pull it, do you do a connection? Do you set an intention for show me my best and highest good? Is there a, a process that you use in order to have the ritual of it? Mm -hmm. So when I, every morning I pull my one card and I always like sit, I connect I normally do it after I meditate. So I'll just meditate and breathe for five or 10 minutes, depending on my day, just to like bring me down, ground me a little bit. And then I'll do not as deep of a connection that we do for the psychic boot camp. It's more of just like a dropping down, a really quick connection, asking the universe for guidance for that day. And then I'll normally pull one card. If I have a specific question, like I have a health thing going on, I'm going to the doctor on Friday. And then I'll pull three cards because I find three cards give you a little bit more insight and you can kind of create a story out of those three cards so that you can really see where things are leading up. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, I do like to sit and ground before, connect briefly, 
and then ask the universe, what guidance do you have for me for today? Or what should I focus on today? When I use my angel cards, that's normally what I ask. Like what, what should I focus on or what energy should I carry with me throughout my day and then see what comes up? Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I feel like I've done it in a hap- haphazard sort of way. Very, very manifesting generator of me is to be like, I'm going to do this <laughs> and now I'm going to do this and then I'm going to try that. But I do love the feeling of it. And that's why I was so excited when I saw that you had done the the year long one. I followed the same thing. So I pulled the 12 cards, for, one for each mm-hmm. month. And then I also pulled the overall card, but in terms of journaling, I haven't taken it to that level. So I took notes on it, but that's Mm -hmm. what I would love to also hear from you, what that looks like in a practical sense. So you, you sort of document, this is the card. So for me, for example, using this deck for January, I pulled the Hawk, um, which is let spirit be your guide. And then I sort of pulled out the notes from the guidebook that I felt connected to or that I thought felt the most were messages for me, but then I'd love to go that step further and think about what that could look like, where that could be, Mm -hmm. where that can show up. What does it mean if that is resonating for me? What are the different ways? So Mm -hmm. how was your process when you did the year year one? It was, uh, you were head on with what exactly I do. So I'll, I normally pull a card. So if I'm looking at a normal day, I'll pull a card right away without looking at the book. I'll just jot down what I feel from it. And at this point, I don't really use guidebooks anymore, but before when I was using the guidebook, I would right away, well, how does this card make me feel? What are the images and what's that creating? For tarot, there's four different sets. And so each one's associated with a different element. So that'll give you the kind of energy that that card is already talking about. Like air is all about intellect and the mental space. And um, the pentacles is all about earthly matters and being grounded, but also wealth and like the earthly realm things, home, family, things like that. Cups is water. So it's all about emotion and intuition and um, love matters of the heart. So that'll also give me a guide as to what the card could be meaning. So just looking so at the like card. subsets within each mm-hmm. of the cards. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. So tarot is a little different than other Oracle decks in that it's like, it's super old. Yeah. There's a lot of symbolism in the cards with the numbers and the, the colors that are used and the elements and all of that stuff, which is really, really cool. I think it gives you a little bit more, or at least it gives me a little bit more than just like a regular uh, Oracle deck mm-hmm. where it just kind of lays it out for you. There's a lot more, um, more meaning within I find. So I'll pull a card. I'll jot down what I just get from looking at the card. And when I first started, it might just be like the cards has yellow in it. And that makes me feel happy. It would be something really basic, but just what am I connecting with the card? Mm -hmm. And then I'll go and look at the guidebook and say, oh, this is, this is, this resonates with me. This makes sense with what I was already picking up on. Um, Then I'll jot down from the guidebook, the things that resonate with me in that moment. And then after that, I'll journal about how does that connect with me for that day? So if I'm looking at a normal day, sometimes that's like, hmm, I don't know how this is going to show up in my day, but it could mean, and then I start to go down the list of this could be about my work because I'm already feeling like this. So it becomes a very informal journaling of what's actually going on in my life and how that could connect with me that day. 
or even like the love card. Every single time I pull that card, me and my husband get into a fight. It's so funny. <laughs> or we're like already irritated or we're already in a fight or something like brewing. So I know when I pull up one of those cards, I'm like, oh goodness, we're feeling really great right now. So let's see where this goes. Right. But this is like my focus to remember that, you know, the universe is kind of signaling me, pay attention to this. Right. You know, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Don't, you know, let things fester. So it's yeah. almost like an energetic diary in some mm-hmm. ways. It's sort of like yeah. married the two together where it gives you like a little bit of prompt, a little bit to either look behind or look ahead. Mm-hmm. But it feels to me, it's like grounding in the sense that it's this ritual that just like gives you like a little bit of grounding nature, but also allows your mind and your, your ability to connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just see also as I'm pulling and journaling, just like whatever else pops up to, I just, it almost becomes a free writing too. Not necessarily like a channeled writing. Cause I don't really go into it with that intention, but I'm just like, Oh, what's coming up as I'm writing. And then it normally resonates and I can see looking back that like, Oh yeah, I was like getting information, getting downloads as I was doing it. So yeah, it, it is really cool that it is just reflecting but also giving insight as to past and how that made me feel and then future and what it could be, but also keeping it really present as like, this is the energy that I'm feeling for the day. So what is that going to look like later? And also like right here, right now. Right. So yeah. And then super you cool. go back and if you pull a card, you'll see what happened or what came of it so that you really build your own language. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll look back. Mm-hmm. And I'll also journal about that too. You know, if I pull the same card again, I can easily go back. I had, I mean, so many journals over here just filled with this and be like, oh, I just pulled this a week ago. What happened that day? And then the day that I'm doing it, I'll journal, you know, I pulled this a week ago and this happened. So maybe that might mean that X, Y, and Z might happen today. Or where was my headspace? How was I feeling that something from that past could be reflecting or being informed, forming this future, this moment? Wow. If that makes any sense. A hundred percent. And I feel like this, it takes it to a whole nother level. I feel like I need to now go back through this year long poll that I did. I've never extracted, I've never pulled it further and see what that can mean or, you know, how that makes me feel in the moment or how I could use the spirit. It's interesting. Like this, the spirit animal deck is it's so loving and it's so beautiful and it's so supportive. And it also the cards reversed that has like that protection mm-hmm. message, which I was trying to explain it to somebody last night. Cause I pulled for somebody and I was saying to me, the reversal, it's like looking at it from a different way. And often it's highlighting the shadow side of it. Mm-hmm. So instead of starting with all the love and light, it's, have you been doing this? Have you been focusing your attention? It's just sort of like shining a little bit on the spotlight of the negative or the lower vibrational sides of it. And so then I could imagine that you could even pull meaning behind oracle reversal, or even when you Mm -hmm. were talking about before the colors or the cups, it was like those subsets. That's never even occurred to me. Oh, this is air. This is a land animal. This is the Mm -hmm. animal that's like an insect. There's so many levels that you could let your imagination and also just that connection really take it. I have a hawk and then I have a canary back to back. So 
does, does that mean like I really need to use this as a place to soar and to take flight and to mm-hmm. let possibility guide me and not be so worried about being on the ground and like being so practical or, you know, whatever, whatever comes to me. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that you said that too. I, some of the guidebooks, like the one that I have for my animal spirit deck, it does map them out. And like, these are all the, the earthly animals so that it will feed into like the earthly realm. And these are all the air animals. So then, like you said, if there's a, I think you said a hawk and a canary next to yeah. each other, then it's, it's more air. So yeah, it is going to be more about flight and movement and like soaring and spreading your wings. So yeah. And when you pull more than one card, you can create a story behind it and see, like you said, there's two air things. So am I really focusing on that or do I need to focus on that even more? So yeah. And just tapping into that intuition and know that there's no right or wrong, Mm -hmm. no good or bad. And it's just whatever you feel guided to is the right thing for you. But I yeah, 100%. And it also sounds like this is an ability that really can grow over time, which, you know, we're such a instant gratification. Like we want it. We want it now. This is like a labor of love in many ways. It sounds like it's really a Mm -hmm. daily practice that helps you because I imagine that learning to read for other people, then you're going to see the cards and you need to immediately get into like, this is what I see. This is what I feel. And just be able to communicate that. I'm a Gemini. So I'm not a manifesting generator, but I feel like it's that same of like, oh, I want to learn about this and I want to do this. And it's like jumping all around. And this is one of the few things that I've really stuck with throughout the years that I keep coming back to. And I feel not incomplete, but it feels weird when I go a day without pulling a card. Like, I just feel like I have a little bit less guidance than, than I want to. So right. yeah, but it is something that can easily be picked up and people can look into. And there are a lot of resources out there on the internet. I know you have a strong connection process. So even like grounding down and connecting and asking your angels, well, what does this mean for today? Mm, right. like my, my three cards that I pulled this morning um, were all quite dark cards. And I was like, <laughs> this is mean for today. And I even had to ask my angels, well, what is this going to look like? Does this mean that something awful is going to happen today? Like, obviously I don't think it will. And I hope not, but yeah. Can you guys give me a little bit more guidance into what this is going to look like and feel like? So yeah, having that strong intuition process and connection to definitely helps as well. So some of the decks that you have, do have an emphasis on light and dark? Yes. Wow. My You're so ang- brave. I'm like, I only want the good stuff. I want the edited version. I want like the PG. I want... Mm-hmm. Well, that's so funny that you say that. One of my friends, I did an angel reading for her and she was like, where are your tarot cards? Like, I want like the darkness and all the, you know, I want all of the other things too. And I was like, yes, I feel you. So recently I've been doing tarot, pulling my tarot card one, um, one card a day, and then also doing an angel card because the angel cards are very supportive and like nurturing and light. And I mean, like you would think your angels, it's all really loving energy and not that the tarot deck isn't. But there is definitely way darker cards in the tarot deck, ones that are going to, you know, signify that you need a lot more work, you need to be doing more inner work, or that, you know, here are your demons, we're going to tell you it, we're not going to like sugarcoat it kind of thing. And I really like that. But I understand that some people don't. They're like, no, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) I want like the the really supportive stuff, because even the angel cards, it's, it's not that they're 
not telling you what you need to work on, but it's, it is definitely said in a, a gentler way. Yeah. I it's think. like a really positive, sweet spin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but I don't need that so all the cool time. <laughs> that like everybody can find what works for them. And I think even in this, mm-hmm. like there were a few times where I think it was a Fox reversed which was not like harsh, but be honest with yourself to prevent obstacles. Don't overthink it. If the fox is, you know, crafty and witty and is able to figure it out, it was like, are you creating problems where they don't exist? Mm -hmm. Are you acting in a way that you feel like you're boxed in and can't get through that? But it is funny. Tell me how you feel about the month by month and how having that far in advance potentially works in your favor or how to make the most of, of having that. I was thinking, okay, should I let this be the guide business-wise? Like, is this the time to launch Mm -hmm. something? Is this the time to take a class? So I could see that, but just in life, how does that work? Do you think? Yeah, I try not to think about it too hard just because I know I will overthink it and be Mm -hmm. like, where is this going to apply directly? And normally it'll apply in multiple different ways than what I am just like thinking of in that moment. So for my year ahead spread, my notes are a little less than what I do per day because it is so far out, but I still like right out the month. So January, I pulled the mother of swords, which is all about like cutting away the BS and just being really truthful and honest with yourself and being authentic. And even here, I didn't really write, this is talking about my job or anything. I'm thinking like, okay, overall for this whole month, how can I cut away all the BS and really just like seek the truth and like settle for nothing less than the truth in all endeavors. So when I do it that far ahead for myself, I try to just keep it pretty general and then see what happens. Okay. So I've been doing the year ahead. You'll go back in and think about it some more and you'll get to it when you get to it. (laughs) Yes. So That's good. I have, I have it like all written out in like my journal. And then I have like my calendar laid out like on my wall. And then at the top of that calendar, I'll write down what that card was. So that's like another reminder for me to oh, learn wow. the cards more. So instead of writing out the meaning, I'll just write mother of swords. So that for January, when I look, I'm like, oh yeah, mother of swords means, you know, being super authentic, super honest. I'll have that reminder. And then, you know, when I flip the page for the next month, I'll be like, oh, that's the two of swords. So for February, this is the energy. So I'll keep looking at that and have that reminder. And then as the month goes on, I'll be like, oh, that situation happened at work or this happened with my husband or this is happening now. You know, I can go day by day, but then at least I have an idea of what my overall year will look like. And then for the vibe card, like the card that tells you the whole year, I'll just kind of keep that in the back of my mind and see how that shows up um, throughout the year. What did you pull for that? I got um, the Ace of Pentacles for my overall year, which is all about the beginnings of opportunities and abundance. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's so spot on. By the end of this year, I will be more than halfway through grad school, which is going to be like a whole career shift. I definitely feel, and I've been getting the signs from my angels and my own regular connection process without the cards that like abundance is coming, Mm. more opportunities are coming. And I, that's been happening towards the end of last year, but then also even right now, some things have happened that I didn't think were going to happen because of COVID. And now I'm working in different ways and getting more money, which is awesome. Um, Who doesn't want that? Right. That's um, incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I just expect that that will continue to happen throughout the year, but it's also a year for me looking at the other cards, but also with my vibe card, a year of building that foundation. So Ace of Pentacles, it is the beginning, but it's also about building that stable foundation so that you can 
grow your abundance and have like those long-term goals reached in that way. So it is like the beginnings, which I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm, you know, finishing up grad school and that'll be a whole new career and abundance bringing opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What Um, was your overall? So my overall, this is so cute, was the wombat which I had never pulled before and I didn't know anything about, but the (laughs) wombat's message was to be at home and not the physical home. Although it is kind of funny that it's like, be at home. You're like, it's COVID. Where am I going? But home, the notes that I wrote down was home and well-being is always available within you. And so finding comfort in your own skin, loving and accepting all of your experience. And, and basically it's a freedom to be yourself wherever mm-hmm. you are, whoever you're with. And then I took it a step further, which is that community and others will sort of find themselves at home within themselves, but partly with me. Mm-hmm. Also just allowing that harmony with spirit And uh, so, yeah, I was like, oh, I really like this card. And it's, you know, finding comfort in my own skin is such the journey of my life and my spiritual awakening and practice that, you know, I was someone that always felt sort of like a little bit different and a little bit odd Mm -hmm. and didn't want the attention. Like when you're younger, for me, I just so badly wanted to not have the attention. I wanted to fit in. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, gosh, I, I, I spent so much time not being myself, not being my authentic self and really just coming back to who I am that I'm sitting and having conversations about, you know, spirits and angels and tarot and really through my work in human design, helping others find their authentic self and giving people Mm -hmm. permission to be who they are and validation that who they are is beautiful and perfectly designed. So it, it to me is like really a full circle card. And so also it's the last card in the deck. And so now you're talking about the beginning. And to me, obviously there's a significance to it being the last card. It's like, Mm -hmm. am I really this year going to turn the page and close the book on that version of myself that played small and that was afraid to be who I was from fear of judgment or people talking or not, you know, not, not being what I thought I was supposed to be for people. Oh, that was beautiful. I just got goosebumps when you said that. Um, But for tarot, the last card of the deck is literally like that. It's like that completion, bringing it back full circle, all those things that you said, like coming back to your harmony and closing that chapter so that you can start the next chapter feeling more complete and whole. So yeah, when you said that I had so many goosebumps and I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm so glad you pulled that card. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's, it's just so it, it's fun. I feel that one of my missions is to make this spiritual journey more accessible, more modern, like spirituality doesn't have to look like a certain type of person or a certain type of thing. Like it can just be fun. It can just be playful. It can obviously be incredibly meaningful and helpful. And these channeled writings that we do where you're like, Mm -hmm. is this really happening to me that I'm having this connection? Is this (laughs) actually possible? But it's Mm -hmm. approaching it with like curiosity and, and just like, what if, what if this means this? And then I feel 
I feel whole. I feel complete. I feel supported. I feel connected. Mm-hmm. It just, I, I love that. And I love that we got to meet so many months ago and here we are like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Using the it. tools. Yeah. Yeah. Using the tools in their highest, um, their highest possible vibration. So I can't mm-hmm. wait to go back in and take it a step further and see what it all means. And then I had showed you earlier that my friend Elizabeth Rowan, who has an incredible like mentorship program, sent out this vision, this vision mapping that you pull the card. So it was for income, for impact, for energy, and then using that for me, figuring out the best processes to work and communicate and produce and, you know, content and everything. It's just incredible what you can use these cards for. Mm-hmm. I agree. I sometimes will use my animal spirit deck and like we were talking about the light and dark cards and I feel like the animal spirit ones are much more neutral than anything. So I love those mm. for, you know, just making decisions or creating content. So when I'm teaching my yoga classes, when I'm kind of at a loss of what theme I want to use that day, I'll pull a card and be like, all right, I pulled the tarantula and then I'll be able to say, okay, so during our class, we're going to focus on X, Y, and Z and it definitely helps to give you a lens of how to look at things. And it's so fun, like you said, and it's really accessible and relatable. And yeah, it's, it's a, an easy way for people to, you know, crank up their own spirituality if they want to either get readings from other people and there's much less pressure or to get their own deck and start doing their own thing. Yeah. It is really fun. Yeah. Just to play with it and see what Mm -hmm. comes up. And for you that has this incredible documentation of connection and energy (laughs) that you can refer to, it's like, you're almost creating your own energetic encyclopedia or something of how the Mm -hmm. cards work for you. And, and they almost feels like there's somebody else's words, but you have created such a relationship with them. It sounds like that you've almost crafted them to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that just comes with practice and it seems really daunting. Like even me saying this now, I'm like, yeah, I really do pick up a card and I can get a feeling from it, but I would not have thought that I would be at this point, you know, a few years ago when I was still using the guidebook and feeling like I had to memorize everything, you know, it is a practice, but eventually you do get to a place where you're like, oh yeah, I know this. I like feel it in my heart, like what this is, even if it's slightly off from the guidebook, that's what it means for you. So Right. And then I'm sure when you're reading for other people, then you're able to use that discernment to say, this is what it means for them based on your, what you're feeling, what your wisdom is. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's like the same as, you know, with our bootcamp class or even from other psychics that I've gone to, they're always saying you're creating your own dictionary. So your angels are, you know, telling you these things and the symbol means whatever it means to you. And that's the message that you're supposed to get from it. And then mm. when I'm reading for someone else, I of course set the intention of I'm here in service of them, like whatever messages they're supposed to receive, like allow that to come through me so that I can accurately deliver that or efficiently deliver that. And so I just have to trust that whatever messages I'm receiving, even though it's my symbol, that's what's supposed to come out for them to hear. Right. Yeah. I love that. And there's no right or wrong. I feel like we Mm. so often, um, first to raise my hand, feel like there's a right way, or you have to have this layer of knowledge or be this kind of an expert. And it's like, no, it's it. What feels right for you is what is right. And just giving Mm -hmm. ourselves the permission to allow that to, to be without judgment, without the ego telling you it's supposed to be this way. You have to memorize it. You have to, you know, 
mm-hmm. all those things to have the courage and the faith that the relationship that you're creating with yourself, with your spirits, with your guidance is the one that's the highest level for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And it does take a level of vulnerability. And I think we all need mm. more of that. And we're so scared of that. And I mean, I'm, I'm like the first one to be like, yes, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> and you don't want to be wrong, but it is, yeah, there's no right or wrong. It's what you feel. And there have been many times where I've gotten a reading from amazing psychics in Chicago and they'll say something. And in the moment I'm like, mm, that doesn't really resonate And an hour or maybe the next day. I'm like, oh my God, that totally resonated. And that makes sense in this way. You know, it just, it's all just energy or time isn't real. So it's, you know, what you receive then is what you're supposed to be receiving right then. Even if in that moment, it's not clicking. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, first of all, I'm so glad you brought that up because I get, I feel like there's this pressure of if someone works in this sort of spiritual field that everything has to be just stars and all supposed to feel all the things right then. But also an invitation that if resistance comes up, or if you feel like you're pushing against it, why is that? Is there a message that you don't want to hear? Is there a reason Mm -hmm. that you don't feel like what's coming is accurate? And if you sit with it, are you then able to unwrap that a little bit and be like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that was right on. I just wasn't ready for that, that wisdom, that introspection, whatever at that point. Yeah, 100%. I think we're supposed to hear the things we're supposed to hear when we're supposed to hear them. So sometimes it is, yeah, that totally makes sense. And it is that, you know, lights and stars and like that epiphany. And sometimes you were meant to hear that message because some part of you didn't really want to hear it. And so you're hearing it because now they're like, "Mm, you need to face it and you need to hear it and you need to deal with your stuff. So Right. Especially if it's a recurring message. Do you feel that if you Mm -hmm. pull the same card, you're just like, okay. (laughs) Yes. I even like have written, oh, I just pulled this card for the last two days. Like there's clearly something that I'm not getting or I'm not integrating. So yeah, it is, you know, they're going to keep sending the messages until we really get it. So right. Yeah. 100%. Um, this was so amazing, so expansive, so like I feel tingles everywhere about all the possibilities. I have like goosebumps, yeah. <laughs> um, so where can people find you if they want to book a reading, if they want to do a yoga class, all the things that you are, are sharing your gifts with the world? Yeah, so that's the crazy thing. I know you're in Georgia, but I'm in Chicago. So because we're in COVID, people can connect and like still do all the things online. So Super cool. My Instagram is Nikki underscore Renfro underscore Martinez. And I post my yoga classes there. I also am free to any DMs. If people have questions about tarot, just DM me and I'll, I'll definitely check it and I'll get back to you because I love when people discover it for themselves and get curious, but also, yeah, if you want a reading, hit me up too. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.